Hello, everybody. I'm Diane Brady. It's my pleasure to be here with Sister Natalie Bicart, who is the first female undersecretary in the Vatican's Synod of Bishops. Sister Natalie, good to see you. Thank you. Good evening. It's a pleasure to be with you. So let me ask, first of all, you are based in France, and, and one of the things that fascinated me when you were appointed in 2021, a lot was made of the fact that you would be also the first woman to have a vote in the Synod. Is that to you the real power of the role that you currently have? I would say it has been very symbolic, you know, to be, because it's this position that uh, before it was always a bishop and the position gives you to be a member of the Synod of Bishop and to have a vote. But in our process for the Synod, the vote uh, occurs at the end of the process when we have reached a consensus. So the most important is not so much the vote at the end, but the fact that you can be involved from the beginning and at all stages of the process. And what is very interesting now is that when I was appointed, in a way, it has opened the door and I was uh, the first one with this right of vote. But at the end, for the Synod Assembly we had in October, there were also many other women for the first time who were full members of the Synod, so I was not alone. <laughs> and yep. uh, I was with 54 women who also voted like me and also other lay people, men uh, who were there. Can I ask, I know that you have been spent, you've traveled around the world talking to a lot of Catholics, you know, uh, lay people as well as, of course, you know, uh, nuns, bishops, etc. in the Catholic Church. What have you gleaned from this journey in terms of the messages that you're hearing from people with regard to their relationship with the Church, the Vatican, etc.? Well, you know, it's the first time in the church history that a synod is convoked, it's convoked by a pope, for the whole church. So for all the baptized and even all people of goodwill who would like to contribute to, uh, to the Catholic Church. And it has been very moving to see so many people in all continents who have said with this synod that has opened a process of listening and consulting all the baptized, so many people have said, you know, it's the first time the church is asking my voice. Mm -hmm. And for many people, it was really the first time they could really uh, speak up and give uh, what they feel or express. And doing that, they realize that the church is not only the popes and the bishops or the priests, no, they realize that they have also uh, an important role to play and the, we are called to be church all together as baptized, as people of God, everybody has a role. So this synod is really a process to become more and more a listening church and an inclusive church, a welcoming church. Yeah. And doing that, the fact that people felt and many express that for the first time they felt very much listened to it uh, reinforced in a way their sense of belonging and they realized that yes they have to be protagonists 
You know, it's a it's a two thousand year old institution, of course, and um, I recall Vatican II in the nineteen sixties was a very transformative moment for the the Roman Catholic Church. Um, some people have talked about the need for a Vatican III. It does feel like we're at an interesting pivot point right now. Do, do you agree? And can you sort of tell us more about how you think the culture of the church is changing? Uh, it's interesting that you speak about uh, the Second Vatican Council that is ready for the church and, and give us a kind of roadmap. And you know, uh, um, what we are doing now is really implementing uh, the fruits of the Second Vatican Council. And the Synod of Bishops, where I am uh, working now, has been instituted at the end of the Second Vatican Council by Pope uh, Paul VI as a way to continue uh, the experience of the Council and the Spirit and to have a consultative body uh, of bishops for the, the Pope. And what we are doing now is ready to continue the reception of the Second Vatican Council and its implementation. I like very much to quote uh, a theologian from Australia, uh, his name is Orman Rush, and he says, synodality is the Second Vatican Council in a nutshell. And this mm. synod is about synodality to become uh, more and more a synodal church. That means to be the church with the vision uh, of Vatican II that highlighted that first of all we are the church as people of God churning among all the people on the earth. What we have in common as baptized is uh, more important than all our differences. And we can say that the Second Vatican Council in a way has put the first focus on our common vocation as baptized before all differ, uh, differences and vocations. And so, of course, there is a hierarchical dim dimension in the church, but it's, uh, first of all, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. First of all, we are a community. But what is interesting, you know, nowadays we are almost uh, a little bit more than 60 years after the Second Vatican Council, and we haven't finished really to put into practice the beautiful document uh, of the Council, because during, for many historical reasons, during 1,500 years before, we had a way to look at the church more as an institution, like a pyramid, uh, in a very juridical way, and looking at the church uh, as, you know, a kind of perfect society with the Pope at the top, and the bishops, and the priests, and the lay people, just as uh, passive uh, receivers of the teaching. And now it's about a new way to be church. That uh, is Sister Natalie, uh, I'm curious about your own journey. My mother always told me that the nuns were the feminists and the entrepreneurs of the Catholic Church. So I'm curious how you found your calling. Uh, interesting what you, you share because, uh, you know, before entering religious life, I studied in a business school in HEC in France. And mm -hmm. I did a, a specialization and master in entrepreneurship. Ah. And, uh, after my studies, I went to Lebanon to give one year as a volunteer. 
And that's in during this year in Lebanon that I began to discern a call for religious life, uh, as I was uh, also working and meeting um, uh, nuns and uh, religious in uh, in Lebanon. And I discovered uh, uh, I began to because my big question, like many young people, was you know what is the meaning of life? What is and I discovered it's really to give back what you receive and what you have received is not for you, it's, it is to serve. And through an experience also of prayer, uh, I began to think of religious life as a possible life and a way uh, to follow Christ and to serve the other. So I went back to France after this year as volunteer. I uh, worked during two years in a marketing uh, communication agency and I continued to discern my call and I met the Xavier sister, so the community uh, where I am now. And uh, I discovered, yes, that uh, could be a place for me. So I entered this community uh, that is French uh, religious order with the spirituality of Ignatius of Loyola. So mm -hmm. we are close to the Jesuits. And then through my journey with the Xavier sister, I have been mainly involved uh, in doing ministry uh, with young people in, in youth ministry in different ways, with students in universities, with uh, uh, young people from poor urban area, well, different ways. And then I was called uh, uh, to work at the Bishops' Conference of mm -hmm. France as director of the National Office for Youth and for Vocation, where I was uh, the first woman appointed as director of this office before it has always been a priest and serving uh, at the bishops conference during 10 years uh, i have been involved in the preparation of the synod on young people that was convoked by pope francis in 2018 that's mm -hmm. how i was uh, i began to be involved uh, in the in a synod of bishop I participated to this synod as a consultor, well, uh, as observer, we can say. And following that, I had finished my term at the Bishops' Conference. Uh, I asked to have a kind of sabbatical time. I went to the United States to deepen uh, my uh, theological uh, studies. So I did a specialization in Boston College in ecclesiology with a research on synodality. And what is interesting is I, I have discerned through all my journey uh, that really um, the, the way to be church today is to be a synodal church. And that's a path for me to serve mm. the church, to serve the others. And I, I discovered a kind of inner call to serve and promote synodality. So I did this research and I did this discernment with my general superior. And just after that, I received a call by Pope Francis to become first consultor for the Synod of Bishop. It's a little bit like being an expert at the service of the Synod of Bishop, but it's not a full-time uh, position. And then uh, Pope Francis appointed me as undersecretary uh, so at the, at the Vatican, in this general secretary for the Synod in February 2021. I never imagined that. My community is not in Rome, so I never imagined I will work at the Vatican. But you can see it's a kind of journey, step by step, 
I have been asked to come here and uh, I try to do my best. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Before I um, move on, I want to point out to people who don't know um, HEC or HEC, it was Haute Etudes Commerciales. So it's the, I believe it's like the Harvard mm. Business School, basically, yes. of France. I'm, you know, maybe mm. a, a little bit. Um, how did that experience and the experience you had, you know, in the marketing sector, how did that impact your vocation or your approach to your your role? Well, uh, I'm very grateful uh, to have, uh, the, you know, studied uh, in HSC and to have learned also uh, project management, entrepreneurship, communication because all these skills also help me in the work I am I have done in the church, especially with the young people and also now, because, uh, you know, uh, when I was, uh, I mentioned at the Bishop's Conference, I was a director of a team of uh, 20 people. Uh, I had to lead the big project, like organizing uh, World Youth Day for the French delegation. So it was, uh, for instance, in uh, Madrid, 45,000 uh, young people from France, uh, or a big project like uh, a national pilgrimage for students. So um, having both, uh, you know, an experience in management, uh, entrepreneurship, communication, and also uh, my studies in theology, because I, I first studied theology in Paris, and then I did the specialization in, uh, in Boston College in the US, uh, and also all my spiritual formation, because I have been trained also uh, as a spiritual director, uh, leading also spiritual process. So, you know, it's it's a combination, but it's true that what I have received uh, an experience during my studies and then uh, also those uh, job experience has, has really helped me. And what I try to do and to continue, you know, is uh, it's also uh, the charism of my uh, religious order is really to build link, to make links between uh, people who are in the church, people who are far from the church, between different fields. And I think as a church, we have a lot to learn from uh, the business world, the corporate world, or, or also the, the media, uh, yeah. the uh, NGO. And we have also to give. And uh, it's, it's a reciprocal uh, mutual learning. So each time um, I am asked to have that kind of dialogue, I do it because I really think and I continue to learn from others. And also, uh, you know, very humbly as church, we can share our experience and inspire yeah. so, uh, others. Let me ask you a question about just the perch that you occupy being the first women in this role. What, what has been the reaction um, of your colleagues, especially, you know, those who are priests, etc. Has it been a challenge to get them used to the idea of a woman being in a role that was formerly occupied by a priest or a bishop in some cases? Well, I, I would say it depends. Well, I have received rather warm welcome, but it's true that, you know, in, in every kind of organization, when you have something new, when you have change, it's it's not so easy 
so it's and it's also not only to be the first woman here, but most of the women uh, in leadership at the Vatican, in, for instance, they are Italian. Many of them have been working uh, during many years at the Rome in the Roman Curia at the Vatican. So I'm a woman, but I'm also coming from France from a background. So it's, you know, learning to work together with different culture, uh, different styles. Uh, so it, it's, a, it's a journey. But, um, and as you mentioned, you know, the Vatican is a very uh, old institution and that has been shaped, shaped also in a very hierarchical way. So now to become more synodal as with this style, it, it's uh, really a path of yeah. transformation. So it's not easy. Some are very, and I was, uh, it was interesting because when I was appointed, you know, I, I received so many messages from so many people all around the world and from the church and not only but also many messages from priests, cardinals, bishops, who told me how they were happy uh, to see a woman there. So there are many who are really willing uh, that the church is uh, doing that and calling more and more women in leadership. Yeah. But it's well, true that uh, also for uh, some others, it's something new. And unless they experience the being together, sometimes it can be difficult. But what yeah. was very interesting in our uh, assembly in October, so during one month at the Vatican with Pope Francis and all the delegates from all over the world, so 75% of bishops, you know, uh, for some it was rather new to be there in a synod with lay people, with women, uh, but at the end, they could really see how fruitful it was and how the fact that, uh, you know, we, we have different kind of lenses and experiences, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a richness. And a new moment for the church. Yeah, yes. And uh, yeah. you are always better, as I said, when you have others who can uh, look at things and situation and, and topic you have to discern with other kind of lenses. Yeah. But it's a learning by doing. That's uh, what I say, would like to say. And it's about opening spaces and experiences that will help uh, this transformation. Well, I, I'm glad that to see you on the front line, Sister Natalie, and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much.